Hey friends, welcome back to the Way of the Master podcast. I'm Tom Johnston, and this is episode 10, Mentoring in the Jesus Way, part two. So let me give you a little recap of what we talked about last time as we started this series in episode nine. And what we talked about was that uh, the Jesus Way, the Way of the Master, uh, was both uh, how he did what he did and the way of life that Jesus was calling us to. So his way is both what he did, how he did it, and what he was calling us to live out. So we also discussed that how his mission requires his method. So if the mission is to get people to live the Jesus way, his method, how he did what he did, is super important. And so it's uh, not just that we're trying to get people to believe in Jesus, but we're trying to get people to live the Jesus way that he's called us to. And so his mission requires his method. And we said that Jesus engaged his disciples in a purposeful mentoring relationship, a mentoring process, and it was intentional. And that as he engaged them in that process, he was pouring into their lives the things that they needed to know and the skills that they needed to have and the understanding and awareness of what it meant to be in the kingdom of God. And so when we talked about mentoring, we said that Paul Stanley and J. Robert Clinton had really probably the best contemporary definition of mentoring, which is that mentoring is the relational experience in which one person empowers another by sharing God-given resources. So uh, Stanley and Clinton are very clear that it's an empowering relationship. So it's an experience uh, in relationship that empowers other people. And that that empowerment comes by sharing the God-given resources. So what one person has from God, uh, they then turn and invest in the life of another person. We said that this was often where someone was uh, older and pouring into uh, someone who was younger. We gave a lot of historical and biblical and literary uh, examples of this. Uh, but it's also, we said it could be peer mentoring as well, where uh, two people of, of like nature and role or status uh, are sharing those resources between one another. And so, uh, you know, a Probably, well, over 20 years ago now, some friends of mine, uh, Tom Wymore and Joe Woodruff, were thinking about mentoring, discipleship, as it related to helping church planters. We were in a church, national church planting team for our denomination, which was wonderfully named the Council of Nine. Just sound pretty cool. So uh, there were nine of us. So that's what uh, uh, Dr. Tom, Tom Wymore uh, coined us. So here in the Council of Nine, we we're discussing you know, what is mentoring? Uh, what is discipleship? And so uh, Tom and Joe came up with this uh, kind of three-part idea about different roles that take place in the life of someone who's being developed uh, towards a kingdom future. And specifically in our context, we were talking about people who are going to plant churches, people who are going to be uh, in uh, pastoral ministry. And so they came up with three things, mentoring, coaching, and sponsoring. So what they said about mentoring was that mentoring was someone had gone before uh, and was then pouring what they had learned into the life of 
some of that, uh, was it apprentice, was a protege, that they were mentoring. So mentoring was going before and pouring into. Then we were talking about coaching and the, the technical skill set of coaching. And uh, what they came up with was really good. I thought it was, it was coaching is coming alongside someone and drawing out of them what's already present. So it's basically helping people think, helping people uh, kind of draw out what's already there in some ways. And in kind of the classic traditions of spiritual direction, this is what a spiritual director would do is come alongside and draw out what God was already saying uh, to the person. So coaching was similar, but a little more task-oriented. And so coaching was coming alongside and drawing out of. The third category they kind of came up with, or the third aspect they came up with, was sponsoring. And this was standing behind and putting forward uh, in, you know, into a relational network or into opportunities uh, in this context to serve the Lord, uh, to enter into ministry. So uh, they saw these as different roles in the context of a relationship um, that someone was going to need to effectively enter into ministry. So mentoring, going before and pouring into, coaching, and, and, and mentoring, of course, was much more formative than coaching, which was coming alongside and drawing out of the person something that was already there. And then ultimately, they would need someone to sponsor them, stand behind them, and put them forward into uh, the ministry opportunity and relational network that would facilitate that. Now, I see these basically as three roles that are integrated into an overall mentoring relationship and mentoring process. And while very, very often they can be broken apart, from a holistic sense, I see these as things that really need to be integrated into every mentoring relationship. Um, again, I think that these also happen at different points in the journey as the person who is being mentored matures. So I think all three of them are present, but I, I don't necessarily think they happen all at the same time. I think that early on in a mentoring uh, relationship, it's going to be much more formative. Uh, as someone grows and matures, in the Lord and in their calling, uh, I think then it becomes much more uh, collaborative where coaching is engaged and uh, you come alongside the person and help them think, help them draw out what's already present. And then ultimately, I think that when the person is ready to step forward into uh, a ministry environment, there needs to be someone who stands behind them and puts them forward, sponsors them into uh, the ministry opportunity that's before them. And let's just take a little bit and break each of these down. Um, I see that, you know, that mentoring going before and pouring into is, is probably the biggest piece that's missing in the body of Christ right now. And, and that's why I spend so much time writing about it, thinking about it, uh, researching it from the Jesus perspective, because this is obviously what Jesus did as a rabbi. He he called out disciples into that intentional relationship we talked about last time, and it was very formative. It was very much a process to help them become who they were needing to become in order to facilitate his kingdom movement that today we call the church. And so in that, Jesus obviously, uh, as the premier rabbi, had gone before them 
and understood things that they didn't understand, knew things they didn't know, and was able to integrate and apply it to life in a way that they just didn't have a hold of yet. And we said this was what Midrash was about. If you remember last time, we talked about uh, Betha Midrash, uh, the school of interpretation, really the school of application, which is what uh, Jesus called his disciples into, this wisdom school to apply Torah, the scripture, to life, the way of God uh, to be lived out. And so Jesus obviously had this and was pouring into them. Now, you see this continue in the apostles, uh, most specifically with Paul. You see it with him doing this with Timothy, who's his son in the faith, Titus likewise, and also a lot of other people. So there is this pouring into generationally where Paul is passing on the faith, but specifically focusing on those that are going to be leaders in Jesus's kingdom movement. So he picks up what Jesus did. And Paul, as obviously as a Pharisee, as a, a trained rabbi himself, was able to then pick up what Jesus was doing and run with it. So obviously the mentoring process is core. Uh, the formative element of mentoring is core to the Jesus way. Now, the coaching aspect uh, we also see in the scripture, we see, you know, people coming alongside one another and drawing out what's already there. I think the greatest example of this is uh, the Apostle Barnabas. And we see this in um, Acts where um, we, we get this story where there, there's been an outbreak of the Holy Spirit. It says this, now those who were scattered because of the persecution that arose over Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word uh, to no one except Jews. But were some of, the, some of them men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who on coming back to the Antioch spoke to the Hellenists also, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number who believed turned to the Lord. The report of this came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he came and saw the grace of God, he was glad and exhorted them to remain faithful to the Lord in steadfast purpose. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, and a great many people were added to the Lord. So Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. For a whole year, they met with the church and taught a great many people. And in Antioch, the disciples were first called Christians. So there's this amazing thing where, you know, Paul has not yet really been drawn into ministry actively outside of Tarsus. He's been there for years now. And Barnabas goes and facilitates Paul um, and starts to draw out of him what's already there. And, and so he begins to really ramp up uh, Paul into the ministry that God had called him to. And so we see this is where he's coming alongside Paul and drawing out this calling that Paul has. And, you know, you can also think of this as peer mentoring. We talked about this last time where in this case, you know, you have two guys who are both apostles and um, they're, they're now in this case, it's, it's Paul uh, or Barnabas working with Paul, but later it kind of becomes Paul becomes the primary leader. 
so there's some peer mentoring going on here. But certainly what's happening is, you know, through this coaching uh, dynamic, he's drawing Paul out. He's drawing out what's in Paul and helping him bring it to the table. And so Barnabas is a great example for this. Uh, uh, my friend and mentor, Dr. Bob Logan, uh, working with some uh, folks in Japan, uh, were trying to find an appropriate word in the Japanese language for coach. Uh, regrettably, in that culture, the word they were using had a negative context because uh, the, the athletic coaches were kind of brutal. And so they had to come up with a new word, and they spent a long time thinking about it, and they came up with the word Barnabai. So if you are a coach, you are a Barnabai. And if you're really into coaching, you are Barnabalistic. And so, uh, you know, Barnabas is this great uh, example of someone who comes alongside and draws out. And, and I think this is another skill that's not really engaged in the body of Christ, that uh, you know, often we, we kind of just teach and tell, and we aren't really drawing out what Jesus has placed in people. So coaching is essential. And, you know, we'll get to this in the future, but just to drop a hint here, all of this stuff, mentoring, coaching, sponsoring, uh, but specifically the coaching, is rooted in the rabbinic process of question asking. And so, again, we've already touched on that a little bit uh, in the blog. You can go back and catch those, but we're going to drill more into that in the future. Now, the third aspect that my friends uh, Tom and Joe came up with was this idea of sponsoring and the sponsor standing behind and putting someone forward. Now, again, another great example of this is Barnabas, where in Acts 9, uh, he puts Paul forward in his initial encounters with the, the apostles in Jerusalem. And so Acts 9, 26 and 27 and when he had come to Jerusalem, he attempted to join the disciples. So that's speaking of Paul. And they were afraid of him, for they did not believe that he was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared to them how on the road he had seen the Lord who spoke to him, and how at Damascus he had preached boldly in the name of Jesus. So Paul gets behind, uh, uh, or Saul, uh, Barnabas gets behind Paul and puts him forward into the relational network of, of the apostles to empower him for service. Now, Paul picks this up again as a good rabbi, and he runs with it. We again see this with Timothy and Titus and Phoebe, um, who's a, a, a deaconess, and you know other people that he writes uh, letters about or he mentions in his letters, receive this person, uh, this person's very helpful. So he's, he's actively sponsoring people. Now, the archetype of all of this sponsorship is what we see with the Lord Jesus in the Great Commission of Matthew 28, 18 through 20, where he is sending out his cadre of disciples. So essentially, that is, I guess, the graduation ceremony for his uh, senior disciples in his midrash, and he's sending them out uh, to continue his kingdom work and facilitate the kingdom movement. Of course, we know in Acts 1.8, he tells them to wait for the Holy Spirit to come on them, and they'll be his witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And so there is this commissioning, this sending, this sponsoring. So Jesus, uh, to this day, by the person of the Holy Spirit, still commissions and sponsors us into uh, his mission. 
So I think all three things, mentoring, coaching, and sponsoring, really are wrapped up in the overall larger holistic mentoring relationship that uh, we can enter into when we are mentoring others or being mentored by others uh, in the things of God uh, for the purposes of the kingdom. So again, mentoring, going before and pouring into, I think is a primary thing of taking the experience and understanding and wisdom of one uh, generation usually and passing it to another. And without that, I think we lose the continuity and the understanding of the faith. Uh, we, we, we lose a lot of the how-to uh, and not just the what. So it's not just doctrine or teaching that gets passed on, but it's an understanding of what the integration of that doctrine and teaching looks like to life. Again, I think coaching is essential, that coming alongside and drawing out of, so that we can develop uh, what is in people that Jesus has placed there, help them discover it, and actualize it through uh, a lot of question asking, a lot of skills development, where we're drawing out of them what's already there. And then ultimately, we want to be able to get behind people and put them forward and say, yes, this person is uh, good to go. This person is great. Uh, this person has this calling, and we really need to facilitate them moving into um, uh, the fullness of that. So again, all of these things roll together into a holistic framework for mentoring. All of these things, I think, have to be um, present. And yes, uh, there are some times when those things uh, are kind of have an an emphasis on one or two of the three, or uh, maybe there is a lesser component in one and a greater component in others. But all those things are really key. And, and, and quite honestly, my experience with coaching, uh, I, I have found uh, to be, well, easy, but at the same time that uh, I have a resource in Christ that I want to pour into others. So in that, uh, I, I tend to default a lot to mentoring. And uh, early on in the training I received professionally as a coach, uh, I was told, well, that's bad. You can't do that. But I've come to believe in this integrated model where we can pour into, uh, we can draw out of, and we can stand behind and put forward. And I think we need to be able to embrace all of those things for all of the people that we're working with. In fact, I've come to the place where if, if someone cannot embrace those things uh, that I have to give, it's, it's probably not the right relationship for me personally to be in as a mentor. So, um, you know, I, I, I believe that I should be pouring into, I believe I should be drawing out of, and I believe that I should be standing behind and putting forward. And again, I think those things can happen by degree in greater or lesser amounts, um, in each relationship, but they all need to be present. So my prayer for you this week is that you would uh, understand this construct uh, and see where it is that you can pour into other people, mentor them, where you can coach people, draw out of them what Jesus already put there, and then find ways to sponsor people forward into the kingdom life and into the kingdom ministry that God has, God has called them to. So God bless, have a great week, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you.